Lesson 9 of On the Seashore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adrian Maskill. On the Seashore by Cadwallader Smith. Lesson 9 The Jellyfish. Of all the queer children of nature which live in the sea, the jellyfish is one of the queerest. You often find it on the shore, especially after a severe storm. There it lies, a mass of helpless jelly which slips and breaks through your fingers if you try to lift it. It cannot move back to its watery home, and in a short time the sun's warmth will have dried it up, leaving but a mark on the sand and a few scraps of animal matter, for these strange creatures are little else but water. A jellyfish, which weighed two pounds when alive, would leave less than the tenth part of one ounce when dried. There is a story of a farmer who, on seeing thousands and thousands of jellyfish along the shore, thought he would make use of them. He decided that they would serve as manure for his fields and so save him much money. He went home and sent men with wagons to be loaded with the jellyfish. This was done, and the jellyfish were spread over the soil. <laughs> on looking at his fields the next morning, the farmer was astonished to find that every scrap of his new manure had vanished as if by magic. In the sea, the jellyfish looks like an umbrella of bluish-white jelly, from which hang tassels and threads. Look over the side of a boat or from the pier, and you often see them drifting by, hundreds of them like so many ghosts. Each one is moving along with its edges partly opening and shutting. It is plain that this waving motion causes the creatures to move through the water. Also, they can rise to the surface or fall to the depths and do not collide with one another. So, the jellyfish is not at all helpless. At night, jellyfishes sometimes look very beautiful. Each one shines in the water with a soft yet strong light like fairy lamps afloat in the sea. They are of all sizes. Some you could put in a small wine glass, others measure nearly two feet across. Evidently, the jellyfish grows, and in order to live and grow, it must eat. But what does it eat, and how does it obtain its food? Before noticing the wonderful way in which this animal finds its dinner, let us look at its body. In any large jellyfish you can see marks which run from the center of the body and another mark around the edge of the umbrella. These are really tubes. They all join with a hollow space inside the body which is the creature's stomach. The mouth tube opens under the body as can be seen by turning the jellyfish on its back and moving the lobes of jelly aside. All the food goes up this tube mouth and so into the stomach of the animal. The whole creature is little more than so many cells of seawater, the walls of the cells being a very thin, transparent kind of skin. Perhaps the strangest thing about it is the way in which it catches prey. Jellyfish feed on all kinds of tiny sea animals, such as baby fish, and the young of crabs, shrimps, and prawns. These small creatures form part of the usual dinner of many a hungry dweller in the sea, and the jellyfish takes a share of them. From the edge of the umbrella there hangs a fringe of long, delicate hairs, rather like spider's threads. These are fishing lines, yet much more deadly. They trail through the water, stretching far from the main part of the jellyfish, and any small creature unlucky enough to touch them is doomed. 
Down each one of these threads there are minute cells, hundreds and hundreds to every thread, and in each cell there is a dart, coiled up like the spring of a watch. The tip of the dart is barbed like a fish hook. Now the cells are so made that they fly open when touched. The dart then leaps out and buries itself in the skin of the animal which touched the thread. And not only that, but the darts are poisoned and soon kill the small creatures which they pierce. You see now how this innocent-looking jellyfish gets its food. As it swims along, the threads touch the tiny living things in the sea, the darts pierce them and poison them. Of course, these stinging darts are very, very small, much too small for our eyes to see. Sometimes there are numbers of large brownish jellyfish in the sea or washed up on the shore. If you are paddling or swimming, keep well away from them. Their poison darts are able to pierce through thin skin and may cause you illness and great pain. Remember that the threads are very long. After you have passed the main body of the animal, you may still be in danger from the trailing threads. We noticed these same poison darts when we were dealing with the flower-like animals, the anemones. Only, in that case, they were so fine, so small, that they had no power to harm us, even though they entered our skin. You may remember that we called the anemone a cousin of the jellyfish, for they both belong to the same lowly division of the animal kingdom. Animals have queer ways of getting a living. Who would expect to find millions of poison darts in a jellyfish? Who would guess that these weapons are coiled up, ready to spring out at their prey? Men have made many weapons for killing, from the bow and arrow to the torpedo, but none of them is more wonderful than the weapon of the jellyfish. Exercises Number 1. Where is the mouth of the jellyfish placed? Number 2. How does the jellyfish move through the water? Number 3. What is the food of the jellyfish? And number 4. How does it obtain its food? End of Lesson 9. Recording by Adrian Maskell.